The decisions that you make on a micro level impact your life on a day-to-day -day basis, long-term. Your life is not here to be enjoyed. Your life is here to serve a purpose and a mission. And in the pursuit of a mission, you'll have both pleasure and pain. I've got a big agenda lined up for us today because we're going to make sure that we get the information right, we get the, the dialogue, the content, and we've got so much to cover to give you the transformational tools that you need to be able to grow and rewire your life. Please don't take the simplicity of what I've created as not actuality of transformation. Does that make sense? Don't take how I've simplified super challenging ideas and made them simple to sit and say, this is all that this is. It's easy, I can do that. Great, my question is why don't you? It all comes down to the decisions that you're gonna make. The decisions that you make on a micro level impact your life on a day-to-day -day basis, long-term. I'll give you an example of this, right? You think it's no big deal today, or it wasn't a big deal, to maybe have a bag of chips. It's not a big deal, a bag of chips. But then you say, you know what, it's okay. I have that bag of chips, and then tomorrow I'll have another bag of chips. The day after that, I'll have another bag of chips. And then it becomes a habit. And that habit eventually becomes a lifestyle. And that lifestyle eventually becomes a disease. And the disease eventually needs medication and drugs and disempowerment of your life. That decision to start down that path opened that door. Can you see that now? Of course it did. That's how it works. Or that first cigarette that you had. How many people had their first cigarette in their life that they remember? They remember where they were and they had their first smoke. I definitely did. I remember it. Maybe it was last week for some of you. Maybe it was 20 years ago. I don't know what it is. But when I had my first cigarette, I remember exactly where it was. Now, I don't smoke anymore, nor do I care to. But everybody knows. But that decision to take that first hit off of your friend when you're hanging out and you're with somebody led the cascade of addiction to want to smoke again and again and again and again. And eventually turns someone to a smoker and ends up with lung disease and lung cancer. So someone says, 50 years later, hey, I got lung cancer. How did that happen? 50 years of smoking. It happened because of the decision you made the first time you did that. Because that decision led to the catapult of the rest of your life. I'll give you another example. And many people have heard this, and I'll say this. Your partner, the spouse, right, that you're with, the decision to say yes to this partner or ask this partner to be with you and to stay in this relationship is the decision that has led you down this path for the rest of your life. And the resentments, the angers, the frustrations of that relationship all came from that. Here's another decision that most people don't even realize that they're, they're a victim to in their own consciousness. The decision to whether to choose to love themselves or not is a decision that they have for themselves. That an individual like you is looking at themselves in the mirror and asking themselves, what do I need to do versus how do I need to love me? Because when you love yourself, the answers come into that. Your relationships change, your health changes, your values change, and your money changes because of that. It all becomes this cascade. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, he hasn't talked about money specifically. Hmm, I haven't, but I have. He hasn't talked about health specifically. I have in a lot of freaking detail too. Or if you sit and say, hey, he hasn't talked about relationships specifically. I talked about the most important relationship you have, the one with yourself. Because your relationship with yourself will exemplify the relationship you have with others. And I've even, we've even heard this hedonistic principle that life is here to be enjoyed. 
And I'm going to be the one, the doctor that tells you the exact opposite. Your life is not here to be enjoyed. Your life is here to serve a purpose and a mission. And when you get that mission, you won't be so caught up in the illusions of happiness and sadness. You'll be focused on the grander mission of the purpose and mission of your life. Because in the purpose of a, in the pursuit of a mission, you'll have both pleasure and pain to go through. Think about this for a second. I don't really watch cable TV anymore, but I remember when I used to watch like commercials and commercials would have like the beer commercials. I don't even know what beers are. Miller Lite, that's a beer, right? And, and you look at the people who drink Miller Lite and they're sitting there with their, their Miller Lite and they're, they're there at their parties and they're hanging out. And like it's the super fit people and they, they're like cut and they look beautiful and they're just chiseled. Their body is pristine. And you look at it and think, I'm going to look like that when I drink Miller Lite. But then you go to the bar and everybody who's drinking Miller Lite looks like three times the size of the person that was in the commercial. That's marketing. That's a mechanism of say, I'm not that obese. Well, look, beer bellies are a thing because they make ground for a reason. It's the yeast in the liver. So I say that to you guys because why is it we do that? Because we have a fantasy of how things are supposed to be. But we talked about the past experiences of your life. And any experience that you've had that you've got any type of emotion around, we talked, remember the primary emotions and the secondary emotions, from shame and pride to resentment, pride, excuse me, pride and guilt, right? These five emotions, anything that has any of these states is going to move us into the future to compensate for our past. Because you're going to live in the past to the future to try and compensate back and forth versus realizing that from here, what we want to be is in a state of love and gratitude. Most people will sit and tell, a lot of people will sit and tell, tell me, you know what, Dr. Trevetti, I am in gratitude. I am really in gratitude. And here's what I've learned is that most people are grateful for the things that supported, made them feel good, but they're resentful for the that didn't. Right? I'll say that again. Most people are grateful for the things that made them feel good, but resentful for the things that didn't. And they'll say, I I'm grateful. And they write their gratitudes, right? They, they write them down. They sit there and say, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But they're only grateful for the things that they like. The things that they don't like, they don't like that still. That's not gratitude. That's not balance. That's not homeostasis. What that is, is pride. The greater degree of inspirational states you were in, the zone of inspiration, the greater degree of rewiring you've naturally done. The less you've done, the more in the state of desperation you'll be. Now, desperation is an important state because I want you to look at what desperation equals. If I do this chart, and I said, this is one side of desperation. You feel stuck, lost, scared, and feel hyperactive. If you're in the zone of desperation, you're going to have increased blood sugars. You're going to have increased, as it says, hyperactivity, but increased blood pressure, increased heart rate, increased autoimmune disorders, vulnerability to it. I'll say it that way. Autoimmune. Definitely increased digestive disorders. You're going to have decrease in sleep, decrease energy, decrease vitality, 
decrease, or sorry, increase, I'll put it here, anxiety, increase depression, decrease, um, I'll say relationship agreement. Does that make sense for you? Like just having balanced relationships? Say this. Don't hate me when I say it. Decrease cash flow. Increase financial challenges. Because all of this is the neurologic state of a word called survival. That's all it's about. You're constantly in a state of survival. Constantly looking at it and saying, these are the things that are going on. I'm constantly in desperation. Because back here some point in your life, you've got stuff that is there that you haven't healed. And that stuff is continuing to move forward. I'm not here to make you successful. I'm here to help you heal your life so that you can be successful. When you heal your life, then you become successful. If you continually chase success, you're never going to have it. And you'll think you'll find success, but you're going to miss fulfillment. But all of these symptoms, these classes of symptoms that we talk about, whoops, what did I do? These classes of symptoms are there to give you feedback to let you know that you've got past that you've got to work on. Um, I'm more the anti-therapist approach, right? And what I mean by that is that I'm not interested in telling the story over and over and over and over again. Right? I'm more interested in let's rewire this so you don't have to deal with it again. That's why when people work with me and literally in therapy, I, re, or in, I rewire depression in seven minutes. It's been my fastest. Or I take someone who's been molested or raped and 26 minutes later, it's gone. Or I take someone with Crohn's disease, 25 minutes later, it's gone. Or diabetes in 15 minutes or 17 minutes is history. Like, and it's not, I'm not going there to cure those things. I'm going there to get them to find love in their life. And when they get that, the symptom goes away. That's why I can sit and tell you is that I'm not trying to be a medical doctor and cure a disease. I'm trying to be a doctor that helps you heal your life so that the disease goes away. Does that make sense? It's completely a different model to what people think. But if you heal the cause of the issue, then you heal the external circumstances and every symptom from a lack of relationship to a lack of money to a lack of health or what you think is health is a symptom trying to get you back to become whole and love who you are. When you do that, then all of that goes away. And I can say this to you, not preaching from an ivory tower with an academic degree, because I did it to myself. I know this myself. Because everything I'm writing here, I had, I did, I lived through. Digestive problems, healed that. Blood pressures, heal that. Blood sugar issues, heal that. Depression, heal that. Anxiety, heal that. This is not what my clients have said to me or my patients have said. This is what Dr. T has gone through and brought to his own reality. Because it works when you work it, right? But that's why when I say this, when you're in desperation, you can't see it. You really can't see it. You're saying to yourself, I, I, I'm, I'm just surviving and I'm struggling. And look, I say this to you with love and compassion as much as I can. I get it. And I can appreciate it, but you don't have to live there. Your life is based on the decisions that you make today, from here forward. Whatever decisions you've made in the past are the decisions you're holding on to today. Now you have a choice. Does that decision need to be there? 
Do you still need to be that five-year-old girl or boy that's holding on looking for mommy's love and attention to say, mommy, mommy, look at me, pay attention to me, and still do the same behaviors all these years later to try and gain their approval? Or have you grown past it? If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.